You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey there, Nonplus listeners. You're the sort of person who likes to partake of a tipple from time to time. A what? A tipple. You know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of booze, but coyly and a little British. Coyly British is my stage name. Okay. If you enjoy a cocktail from time to time and you're looking to jazz things up a bit, you should definitely check out Shaker and Spoon. Yeah, Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service that helps you be your own mixologist. They send you a new box every month centered around a carefully curated cocktail theme. Inside, you'll find all your ingredients, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails. You provide the poison, Shaker and Spoon provides the pizzazz. To sign up and get $20 off your first box, head over to shakerandspoon.com forward slash nonplussed. Again, that's shaker, A-N-D, spoon.com slash nonplussed to get 20% off your first order. I'll drink to that. And one for Molly. Ooh. Oh boy, what did we watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. It's sad that I've watched this once before because now I won't get that time back twice. When did sixth oh, grade? That's ages right. We ago. saw it in sixth yeah. grade. Yeah. No, I've, I've never seen this. This was. I, I'm eager to D and to DM another D and D session so that I can do high fantasy that's better than what we just saw. episode of non-plussed a gay romp through the disney plus vault that over there is my husband clancy and over there is my husband josh and this is non-plussed a mischief media podcast oh boy do we have a doozy for you all this week oh my god yes hi we hello. are this kicking is season wild. three off with a bang yeah Be- literally before we do that let's talk some mischief merch They've got some new stuff on the site, and it is super cute. We've got a Hal It's All About Cats shirt. We've got some Black Widow headbands. We have some satin robes for the discerning witch wizard or magical person in your life. All that and more at mischiefmedia.com. Remember, if you get any MCU stuff or non-plus stuff, use the code nonplus10. You'll get 10% off purchase yes also the oscar nominations came out today as we're recording was it today or yesterday anyway this week oh wow um and they actually streamed it live on disney plus as a test for doing live events on the platform that's why we'll drop a link about that in the show notes um but some notables a west side story which may or may not be coming to the platform it's why i list it but it was nominated for best picture best director best supporting actress uh for um ariana dubose who was the bullet in Hamilton? Yeah. Um, production design, costume design, cinematography, sound. My God, yes. Yeah. And Canto uh, for animated feature score and original song. It should have more, but yes. Um, Luca, that movie about Vespas with fish people. Yeah, the Vespa uh, fish people movie. Yeah, uh, animated feature. Riding the Last Dragon, also nominated for animated feature. Wow. Cru- that's, wait, wait. That was also this year. That's wild. <laughs> like a year ago, but yes. Yeah. Cruella for costume design and makeup and hairstyling, of course. Shang-Chi for visual effects mm-hmm. and No Way Home for visual effects. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of No Way Home, it's not coming to Disney Plus anytime soon. No, not at all. It's it's going to be on stars at uh, some point. Yeah. And and then I th- I think there is there are deals in place to get it to the platform along with all of the other ones. But well, but the uh, the forward looking deals, one of the pieces I read about it said something to the effect of those were only for. Spider-Man property movie is released from 2022 to 2026. Yeah. Um, and No Way Home was released in 2021. So it's not part of that Disney Plus uh, first run deal. So who knows? So but who they've got They've got to get it on the platform at some point. I mean, it... <sighs> anyway, but if you were waiting to see if it would show up on Disney Plus, the answer is not anytime soon. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into it. Our research as usual comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Box Office Mojo, Anything not mentioned therein, we will, of course, link in the show notes. Yes. All right, Clancy, what did we do to ourselves this week? Well, we we chose to watch uh, 1995's A Kid in King Arthur's Court. Yes, released August 11th of that year with a nice tight runtime of 89 minutes. Ugh. 
directed by Michael Gottlieb, who, uh, I mean, not for nothing, also wrote uh, and directed Mannequin. Yes. Uh, and then wrote Mannequin 2. On the move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, as as a fan of 80s campy rom-coms, I love that. But my goodness, the yeah. apple doth fareth from the tree. And that's where, that's where it all ended. It was his, <laughs> his reign was 1987 to 1995. So good for him. <laughs> good for him. Uh, the screenplay is uh, written by Michael Part and Robert L. Levy, but it's I, it's loosely based on the Mark Twain novel, A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, oh. which was previously adapted by Disney as uh, the unidentified flying oddball in 1978. Okay. This is a big departure from the Mark Twain novel. It feels like it. Well, in the Mark Twain novel, it's like the end of the 1800s and he's a, like a civil engineer. Like it's an adult civil engineer that gets bonked on the head and finds himself in King Arthur's court. But it's like a satire on uh, capitalism, basically. That, um, would, that would have been much more enjoyable than whatever the fuck we just watched. Yeah, yeah no, was. absolutely. <laughs> Um, the cast includes uh, cheeky, adorable youth of my youth, Thomas Ian Nicholas yeah. as Calvin Fuller. You may also recognize him from um, Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Another baseball movie about a kid who can do the things in that one. He's got super powered hitting, I think. I don't well, yeah, know. No, he breaks his he breaks like his shoulder or something and That's it what heals it's, in a way to. to where it just like it's, he throws it's on the platform. We can get there later. This is true. Um, but yeah, and he was in the American Pie movies. Oh, right. He oh, was yeah. he was I, okay. I grew up like he's only two years older than me. So like I watched this kid grow up in all of some of my favorite movies <laughs> and had a huge crush on him as I was realizing that I myself was a homosexual. Joss Acklin as King Arthur. Um, Art Malik as Lord Belasco. Yeah. And then we have Paloma Beza as Princess Katie. Kate Winslet. Uh, a young and yet quite mature Kate Winslet yeah, as you, Princess you, Sarah. You might know her from other films. From a few things. Yeah. Next, we've got um, uh, Daniel Craig. Mop-topped 40-year-old <laughs> face on a lithe, twinkie body Daniel Craig. My goodness, as Master Kane. Yeah. David Tysall as Rattan. Sure. And Ron Moody as Merlin. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say before we get into this? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> To me, to the audience, to everyone, the audience like, is going to have a grand old time. The only thing you need to apologize for <laughs> is if they thought they had to watch this before listening. Yeah, you don't. Please, no. like it's it's not it's not necessary. It's really not. You know, if you've got children aged five and under, maybe you can plop them in front of this and they'll be distracted. But I don't even think there's enough. But they don't need to pick up the 90s zeitgeist that is this movie that is just weird. They're better off watching Clueless. Exactly. Honestly. Mm -hmm. Give okay. them something that's a little more representative. And I mean, I, as I mentioned, I had seen this or I mentioned to you off mic. I had seen this in sixth grade, like as part of our medieval unit or whatever, right before we built castles. You had a medieval, we unit. had a medieval unit. And My it, God. <laughs> but well, I mean, again, this is Texas education and our medieval unit consisted of watching a kid in King Arthur's court. So I wouldn't think that it was too bougie. You know, I, I guess I, I can't really fault you there. But um, point is, uh, yeah, this is I enjoy strap in um, yeah. we, the things we do for you people. I am Merlin and I am back awakened from my eternal slumber to reach out across time for a brave warrior who can take up the sword Excalibur and save Camelot. Oh, great spirit of light, bring me that night. Calvin Fuller is a nerdy young boy living in the Los Angeles suburb of Reseda who loves baseball but is not a good player. While up for bat for his less than supportive team, the Knights, an earthquake hits. As the others run for safety, the ground opens up under Calvin's shoes and he falls through the chasm. He eventually lands on the head of a 6th century Black Knight. Upon hearing of his miraculous appearance, the elderly King Arthur, seeing him as the savior whose appearance Merlin has predicted, dubs the boy Calvin of Reseda and invites him to dine with the court. That night, Katie shows Calvin her father's private sanctuary where he meets Merlin. Wow, this is just... I mean, I, I'll tell you what, they dro they drop you right in, except we've got this weird Ren Fair sequence over the credits or under the credits, I guess. We find out later it's like Merlin's sanctum or whatever. Yeah, it was like, I, I get it that they were like, 
okay, we need something to go under the titles, but that's what it had to be. Was and then just it was sort of cheap looking set dressing. I don't know. And then it was that weird VFX of the Merlin man in the well. Yeah. And it was like, Ooh, here's a story. And you really could have just dropped right into it. Yeah. Water Merlin is not my favorite. There's a lot. There's here a lot. It's that... not my favorite. <laughs> so why yeah. was there a stuffed toy rat? Right. Like what's with the skull? Like, what am I trying to get out of this room? There's, there's too much. And, and too like little this being his private sanctuary where there are candles lit. Right. Which means that somebody was maintaining those so candles. Somebody should be cleaning this chamber. Right. Why wouldn't Arthur also dust if he's going to light the candles? I mean, and we get none of like, we don't get any context as to, as to why Merlin is talking through the well. And we know the title of the movie is a kid in King Arthur's court. So like we're we're already bought into the concept because we're watching it already. Um, Why are we already yeah. doing this? Yeah, and we, and it's we whatever we get to the baseball, and someone who is just too precious we're meant to believe is a dweeb. I don't buy it. Not for yeah, one bit. N- not at all. Like not with that mop hair. <laughs> it's Look like but like the fact that he is completely kitted out in all of the baseball gear. Yeah, and yet it's like he's never seen a baseball bat. Before. Truly. And then his dad, bless him, is just trying to be supportive. And his sister's a dick. His sister is honest because dad's like, you did great, son. And she's, he didn't even try. What do you mean? Fair enough. He didn't. He literally didn't. He got up there and didn't even swing the ball. He didn't even try. I'm or sorry. Swing, look, swing the bat. Whatever. That's how base. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> all right, three, you're out. It's all right, son. Give me my bat. As you wish, your highness. It's been some time since I sat in left feet, right field picking flowers. But you know what? I won the game ball once. Oh. So I was doing better than fucking Calvin Fuller. That's for damn sure. Jesus. It's just kind of wild. This earthquake that comes out of nowhere that nobody really seems to be that concerned about. And then lo, God did open his gaping hole and out shot a silly Californian. Basically. <laughs> Basically, what was, it was a biblical quake. But yeah, it's like the VFX throughout this film. The green screen is awful. It's, it's, it, uh, it, it reminds me of like a bad, like full motion video PC game from the 90s. And then like we see Belasco who has that fucking white stripe in his hair that it's just like... Now, is he evil because of the white stripe? Is he evil because his hairline starts almost at his back? Or is he evil because he's wearing creepy purple robes? Like, they gotta pick a lane. Let's telegraph this as... uh, Make this as obvious as possible because it's children. All director Michael Gottlieb had to tell this guy was kind of be Jafar. Right. But instead, what he did was, uh, I think that means be an old man who's really interested in a woman who's too young for him and come off as a creepy fucking pedophile. Yeah. And it's time. gross. It made super me feel gross. super gross. Icky. It's gross. Icky. Shooey poo poo. No, that's what we say to that. Uh, when, when Calvin's going to Camelot and like yeah. everything's happening and we're getting sort of the, the introductive context of Camelot and what it looks like. And here's the grimy people and things are kind of rough. Oh yeah. All I could think was, it's only a model because like we keep seeing this long <laughs> shot of Camelot. Oh no. And that's all I could think for my Camelot, Camelot, Camelot. It's only a model. Um, but as he was running through the town, like all of, he was like running into a person that made them spill all his cabbages. And I swear to God, the person that spilled his cabbages was like, you clumsy slut. Oh, sorry. It sounded like he said, you clumsy slut. It absolutely did. But no, he said clumsy mutt. But I mean, same thing. Six one <laughs> half dozen the other. Absolutely. And I thought it was going to be a very different movie when that happened. I was Truly. like, wait, no. And it kind of suddenly is a little bit about class warfare, because as Calvin's hiding, that one woman tries to stand up. and just, The king doesn't care about anyone. That's treason. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that's how Calvin gets caught after diving in a chicken window. I there's so much. There's a woman making out with a guard in a doorway. It there's looked a like lot he, happening. they weren't moving. Like it, it was just weird. <laughs> like it wasn't like, like he was rubbing up and kissing or whatever. They were just really close together and not moving. Their crotches were just touching along. And is this all, is this good for you, my lord? This is good for me, my lady. 
Oh no! It's midi- the the medieval Disney idea of sex, <laughs> just sort of tucked away in a doorway of this. <laughs> so he he ends up in front of King Arthur having a meal, then takes his headphones and then puts them in horns on the opposite side of the room. I don't know how long because well, Belasco are. is like challenging his yeah fucking weird. I don't understand cock size. It I don't know. It it's didn't a boy. Make any Leave sense. him alone, old man. Exactly. This is creepy. So he plays them rock music and suddenly that's enough to win a duel. I don't, I don't fucking understand. I choose combat rock. Here goes. I I choose the power of rock and it's like, what? this i'm so confused it just doesn't make any sense and then like they finally like bring him in they sit he sits down at the table and they keep bringing him food that he doesn't touch yeah suddenly it disappears and then there's another thing coming out well i think the idea is that he's giving it to that dog that's right there but that's a fucking pig's face yeah i did not that's a whole pig's face yeah it's real gross which meant that they had to have individual pigs for each person which I seems guess. like a waste. It's the sixth century. Who knows? I guess. I don't know what economics were like back then. Probably not great. Yeah. And yeah, Lord Elastic <laughs> is such a creeper. Absolutely. I, for one, as someone who's been uh, losing his hairline since the blushing young age of 23, am offended <laughs> on behalf of bald men everywhere. But I totally would have swooned over these boxer shorts when he's doing his karate in the bedroom. Oh, like, for sure. Me, I... As a 12th grader watching this in sixth grade, I probably got, I probably did the like pulling my collar sweat out from underneath. Sure that every eye in the room was on me as this boy was dancing around in his boxer briefs. And honestly, nobody gave a shit. But also I just don't understand the reason like that movies always make the boxer briefs fucking like the prints are always God awful and nonsense. Like they're, they're like lips or something. Probably a haze code holdover. I guess if I had to guess. Yeah. But we, then uh, Katie shows us the room for the credits. We get there from the secret passage in the boys room. There's a lot of people know too much about secret passages in this castle. And again, I'm getting weird, creepy touched in the night vibes from a lot of these situations. Absolutely. And then she has that one line. Wait, your father sent you here? I cannot lie to thee, sir. My father knows nothing of my nocturnal transgressions. Do me a favor. Call me Calvin. Look, when I... Around the time this came out, I definitely had a well-worn VHS called Nocturnal Transgressions. I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> Gross. Obviously, that's a great porn title, yeah, which is why you absolutely. brought it up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact I don't that- remember what it was called, but the woman was a redhead and the guy was in a leather jerkin. He was in a leather jerkin. Oh, he was jerking in the leather. No, a jerk in his... Never mind. Continue. Where where were you going (laughs) to... All these really heavy stone doors that just seem to be... Super light. Opening with no issue. Just a tween girl can just (laughs) cast aside gently. And he knows all this Arthurian stuff, which great. But his excuse for it is that he watches a lot of CNN. I'm sorry. I don't think there were a lot of Arthurian specials on CNN in 1995. Why is this child watching CNN in that 1995? That doesn't bother me. Honestly, that doesn't bother me. Because as a kid, sometimes I'd watch news. Because I want, you know, okay. I want to feel like a grown up. I don't think CNN had Arthurian specials in 1995. They absolutely did That's not. That's my point. It would have been the History Channel. This and that dialogue would have been a better bonkers. Joke. And she didn't even show him Merlin. She just splashed in the water for a second and then said, oh, no, someone's coming. Yeah, the I fuck is happening in this room? I didn't understand it at all because then he went back and no one was there. Or, and are we to when he does go back and Merlin is there after he splashes in the water, Merlin starts talking about the magic going all wonky. Are we to believe that this watery Merlin, yeah. this subterranean wizard this aquatic sorcerer was down there with like potion ingredients brewing shit up because he talks about like pig vomit whatever and it's like to like frog eggs i'm sorry i thought he was just a spirit head in a well i didn't i didn't understand it either and also like none of it makes any fucking sense it doesn't make any sense and also the fact that like merlin was hair shaming for a minute which what's this dead thing on your head bitch look at at yourself look at your hair Waterface man. Fuck, do you not have a mirror, girl? Girl, look how frazzled you look. Look how frazzled she looks. No, I couldn't have got it wrong. But look at you. What manner of armor is that? And that animal sleeping on your head. 
animal, it's my hair. Look, your wetness, I don't understand any of this. And, and what am I doing here? I brought you here to save Camelot. Me? Arthur is in trouble. His kingdom has been shattered by the iron fist of Lord Belasco. Oh, the dork in the purple dress. We've met. Yeah, I don't... None of it makes any fucking sense. None of it makes any sense. Not even all. what Kate Winslet's wearing. She looks like... It looks like the most expensive thing at Spirit Halloween every time she's on screen. You know what I mean? Like, she's wearing the $80, $90 Spirit Halloween dress, but it's still synthetic felt that looks like it gave her a rash. Fuck me you still sideways, see the tag Disney. that says Spirit Halloween on Right? It. And I know that her paycheck wasn't that big because she's still 20. I know Daniel Craig wasn't commanding six figures yet. Why can't you afford a better dress? Yeah. Oof. Anyway, shall we continue? We shall. Calvin begins his night training under Arthur's top knight, Sir Kane, to help the king retain his crown. Having just grabbed his knapsack as the quake hit, Calvin is able to dazzle the people of Camelot with his futuristic magic and inventions. His work wins him adulation and renown, but also rouses the jealousy of Lord Belasco. Calvin develops feelings for Princess Katie, while her elder sister Sarah is secretly in love with Sir Kane. Belasco kidnaps Katie and tries to frame Calvin for murder and tells Sarah that if she doesn't marry him, Katie will die. Look at Daniel Craig's little mop top. Yeah, he's he looks like a little baby face. He's had a 40-year-old face for 20 years. Yeah. But that mop top and that lithe little body. So cute. He looks like an old man face on a twink. Like, it's precious. <laughs> and his ass looks so good in those tights. So good. It's just super cute. And I'm loving the whole moderately homoerotic bro vibe. In this training room. Oh, absolutely. Because everybody's in, basically in their undergarments, sweating and, and, you know, being masculine. But would they have really done this training inside? I feel like this would have been an outside. No, thing. it definitely would have been an outside thing. And they wouldn't have had like a curling thing that had like a rock fashioned yeah, to it. It was just weird. It was, again, is it, it, homo, is it, is it accidentally homoerotic? I think it is. I mean... I'll tell you what, it gave me feelings now. So it had to have given me feelings in sixth grade when I was sweating in the back of the room, afraid that Danny Lighthall was going to catch me looking at his ass. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's it a is. Lot. There's a lot there. Um, yeah. Again, the VFX in this movie are all trash. It is a absolute trash. When like an the axe flies out the window. <laughs> it's like a totally different color. It, it's, it's almost <laughs> like it was anime. Like somebody took two transparencies. Uh, <laughs> and just rotated and it and rotated it out the window. Like whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> it was like a PowerPoint transition. Like it was like that episode <laughs> of the Simpsons where Homer is poochy on itchy and scratchy and they have to write him out and they literally just lift the animation cell out <laughs> and poochy goes back to his home planet. Yes. It's all God awful. It is. It really, really is. And yet just the acting is just awful and all of the scenes really should have just been indoor by firelight because again we're in daylight and Belasco's robes look okay they look hand woven at least yeah. there's some texture there and some depth and kate winslet comes out looking like a fire hazard <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> under sunlight it looks like holy shit don't get too close to the torches that dress will melt to your skin <laughs> oh no kate winslet what have they done to you and how batshit must she have felt with everybody shouting Katie on set all day? Oh. And her character's name is Sarah. And I know she's a great <laughs> actress. And that's just a thing you have to get used to. But that strikes me as one of the most maddening things. I was they never in a production where another yeah. character was named Josh. So I can't imagine. They didn't have to. Yeah, they could have used a different name than Katie. It's Literally just so, any night, because it's not so easy. The other thing is just that really bothers me, which is about Belasco's character is just the lack of arc that exists within his character. Like he is one note through this entire thing. Well, sure, but he's literally a Disney villain. At least give it a little bit of mystery. It was one of those things where I didn't really care. You didn't know if he just wanted Sarah or if he was interested in fucking any child. I mean, basically, <laughs> because again, he was right out the gate, absolutely terrible. And it's like, why is anyone trusting this guy? You're the most exquisite flower in this garden, princess. There is one major difference between the garden flowers and myself, Lord Velasco. Mm. A rose will prick you, but I will do far worse. You cut me to the quick. All I want is what is best for my king and his kingdom. Camelot could be great. We could make it great again. We? Yes, of course. The two of us together. He, he's literally going around undermining the king at 
every turn. And it's never like, really made clear what kind of hold he has over the king. Right. It's not like there's a magic that he has because like no. that would at least make more sense. He's just some guy that they just let do shit. Yeah. Ugh, I so mean, I, a better writer would make it about the king's depression, losing Guinevere, manipulation, whatever. And kids would have understood that. Yeah. It's just like, it feels like it's, it's pandering way too hard. And I don't even think it's pandering. It's just, it's, it's all too, uh, honestly, I bet they were on a really tight filming schedule. Yeah. It's probably what it was. Cause it's just, it like, nobody cares enough to make uh, clear decisions that aren't (laughs) absolutely scripted. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then we get Calvin taking, the roller skates to the blacksmith to then excuse make you the roller blades roller blades my bad to the blacksmith to create new ones who then creates new wheels that definitely had ball bearings on them yeah how even yeah i mean i guess the idea is that this sixth century blacksmith reverse engineered the concept of ball bearings like there's a lot of nonsense like there's like yeah fluid dynamics there's a lot of shit that goes into that that but hey remember when rollerblades were the new hotness mm. <laughs> those are the only things that i could really write i could mine were black pink and now i'm green the belasco tries to fight him again yeah and of course because this is a movie for boys made in the 90s he gets kicked in the balls yeah uh but i'm pretty sure they don't teach eighth graders to smelt metal in crucibles and metal shop because he basically also <sighs> teaches the blacksmith to make steel no to make alloys yeah alloys yeah it's got to be light as a feather but hard as belasco's head i know of no such metal you will melt this and that together stir and then stand back how does a boy know so much metal shop eighth grade learn that in metal shop what what no you didn't maybe you learned it in chemistry but even then, well, remember Clancy, he's supposed to be a nerd. Oh, I get you. Yeah. We're supposed to remember because the dialogue said so that he's a nerd. Nothing else. Just that they've said, Just that that they've said it. It's all a bunch of malarkey when you think about it. Um, and why does this middle-aged man know about the secret passage into the teenage princess's room? Like it's yeah. problematic super, all super around. Problematic. Um, it, meanwhile, the king is wandering around in a giant white t-shirt and a robe all day, like some kind of shut in. I just keep <laughs> expecting to see see him stained in grease with a piece of fucking toilet paper coming off of his heel. <laughs> the other thing they didn't show is where Cal did Calvin ever find the bathroom or has he just been looking for a bathroom this entire movie? That's the thing is that never gets paid off because no. the answer to that question is you've got to go shit out of a hole in the wall. Right. But at least, I mean, God damn, have the balls to show it. Like, yeah. Uh, mm. Or, or if it's not that it's, Oh, you've got, you, there's no shower. You have to, bathe in a tub with all of these other like something else <laughs> something else but i i feel like they they started to write the joke in the script realized they wouldn't be able to pay it off and then never went back right. to cut the setup exactly <laughs> and you know also you would think that on the cnn program that he was watching about mid- the medieval times that that would have been something that would he would have truly known. truly mm. well and then even with all of this they overwrote and underthought all of belasco's dialogue because he makes the same threat to sarah multiple times Look, i didn't bring you here to listen to your incessant royal prattle now shut your mouth and your sister will remain unharmed what have you done with my sister? She's safe. For now. But I'm getting tired of waiting for you to accept my offer. You are mad. You cannot force me to marry you. Well, if you do not consent, then Princess Catherine will die. And this pact is between you and me. You utter one word of this to anyone, and you will never see your sister again doesn't come off as conniving and evil so much as lecherous and uh sexually aggressive yeah that's i think that's my biggest problem is that he is he is just a predator he's not really he's not really an evil bad guy he's a predator it's not like he explicitly wants to be the king of england no and like that would have been he wants this girl yeah which is gross so gross also can we talk about him making a sandwich as a glorious meal. Excuse you. He made a Big Mac. Oh, a Big Mac. That's right. Yeah. Which famously doesn't have tomatoes. Oh, shit. So he made it incorrect. Or the 
poison vegetable apples, whatever the fuck she calls them. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, but what is it? It's a meal fit for the round table. Double cheeseburger, lettuce and tomato, and a whole wheat bun. What? Big Mac. Mmm. It's good. I mean, bad. Like, yeah, people didn't eat tomatoes. Uh, if I recall correctly, people didn't eat tomatoes in the 6th century, but I don't think they believed they were poisonous. Yeah, I don't know. And if they did about. believe they were poisonous, why do they have a whole bowl of them in the castle? Exactly. What the fuck is happening here? Well, no, they have them to throw at people. How much did McDonald's pay you? Of course, this was still a time when you could get McDonald's fries in Disneyland. Uh, absolutely. I remember that cart. I miss that cart. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I miss anyways. Disneyland. I do too. Why does he have super glue? Well, all of this was in his backpack, right? Because, you right. know, student. But why is it in his pocket? And why does he think that gluing his pants to the saddle is going to keep him in? The- yeah, I there's there are a lot of questions here. But again, and then also, how are your pants still intact? Exactly. After the fact, like they would have ripped if they're the strong enough off. to keep you on the uh, leather saddle. Doesn't make any sense. None of it makes Oh, and then he and then he has the blacksmith make him make a bike. Just well, a tricycle. A tri. Yeah, it was basically a tricycle. Yeah, that's what he was making the alloys for. Yeah, and it's just. Well, it had to be a tricycle because a wooden wheel, like a you wouldn't be able to pedal a wooden wheeled bike. You'd just keep falling over. (laughs) That's that's why you have to have the stabilizing wheels in the back. And even then, of course, you're gonna when you taking King Arthur out on it later. Spoiler yeah. alert. Of course, you're going to tumble ass over tea kettle because it's bottom heavy. And the minute you get too angled on that hill, you're all breaking your necks. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I didn't realize this movie made me. so. I mean that. <laughs> oh my God. It's just so, so stupid. Jesus. Let's move on. Let's move on. Sarah rescues Calvin from arrest, telling him Katie is alive and to show her father the proof. Calvin does so, and Arthur helps him escape to go rescue Katie. Walking amongst the people, Calvin tells Arthur about Belasco's treachery and the views of the people, and Arthur vows to be a better king. They arrive at the castle where Katie is being held and mount a rescue. During the fight, Calvin gives Arthur the sword Excalibur to renew his vigor and will. They free Katie, only for her to be snatched again and tangled over the moat. Calvin uses a laser pointer to blind her captor, thus saving Katie. Arthur knights Calvin as Knight of the Round Table, and they arrive back in Camelot to stop Belasco from forcing Sarah into marriage. Sarah pulls Calvin aside after Elastic threatens her and her sister. And she gives him some fabric and a piece of cord. I don't know. Show my father this, and he'll know it to be true. Yeah. They're looking for me. Belasco tried to arrest me. Then you only have one chance. Just one, huh? My father. Give him this, he will know you speak the truth. She shows it to him. Almost immediately. And he says, ah, yes. Everything you say must be true. We get nothing. I cannot believe it. So, it is all true. We get no. Well, I have I have a couple questions. First, where can I buy one of these so that I can just give this to people that I need to trust me? And two, what? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. It's so like was it all? They don't explain it at all. No, like, they don't. They don't say like, hey, this was I. I tore this off of her dress. She's still alive. But again, what does that tell you? None of it tells you anything. Not a thing. Ah, yes. <laughs> ah, yes. This cord. This cord. The, I, you, it, everything you say is true. Couldn't be that you killed them both and brought it to me. Absolutely. Couldn't be not. that it was given to you under duress. <laughs> couldn't be that you've made it all up and I'm actually quite senile and need help. No, no. Like, um, truly, is he feeble? Is he blind? Is he senile? In we don't. The, in this fight. He's just wildly swinging around. Yeah. It's so stupid. Like he's like, and looking off into 
where no one is. No, no. As he's wildly swinging this, uh, swinging that board around. Yeah, and we're glossing uh. over his Princess Jasmine among the people moment where he he <laughs> he gets. <laughs> I, I, they, it's clear water that gets dumped on him, but if we're actually in the sixth century, that bucket is full of piss and shit. Yeah, just got dumped on King Arthur, and he has a piss and shit fit about it. Um, <laughs> and this is where you know Calvin tells him about the socio-economical plight of his people and how uh, mo- the monarchy is actually a bad thing. I don't know. Watch whom you bathe, or watch a woman. Wash a woman, eh? And who do you think you are? The bloody king of England? As a matter of fact, I am your king. And I'm Cleo Bleeding Patra. If I was a man, I would call thee out. If you were a man, I'd throw more than a bath over you. Let's go. Stop! Look, your majesty, I don't want to insult you or anything, but are you nuts? Yeah, could you just not have walked through your town at any point? Like, I mean, my God. And again, what they don't effectively sell to us is that King Arthur is a man depressed who has been who uh, who has allowed himself to be manipulated as someone else takes advantage of his his city, town, country, kingdom, whatever. Sure. Great. Show me that in the movie, please. Well, they can't even show you whether or not King Arthur is is able to swing this fucking sword. Getting back to the point, because even when he's got X, which he couldn't hold for summer because he was scared of spiderwebs. It's never really explained. (laughs) It's never really explained. No doubt he was. But as he gets Excalibur back in his hand and you, the music swells and the power of Excalibur is merely like, it's just, it's just the sound of the sword as he slowly swings it. Back and forth. Calvin's doing all the fucking, literally all the work. Doing all the work. And some like. With a fucking stick. With a stick. And Katie's swinging the backpack around. It's a whole thing. And even King Arthur's got a sword again. Everybody's together. Whatever. They still managed to snatch that bitch and take her up and hang her up over the moat. Right. What is happening? It is. It is absolutely bananas. And then. I do want to correct something here. It that said this is not how disc men work. It said laser pointer. It did say laser pointer. No, this was a disc man that, and okay. I thought I was having, in, I thought I was having a stroke in my a defense. Minute. In my defense, I had to cut an obscenely long and poorly worded synopsis. Absolutely. You are doing the, and Lord's I forgot word. that it was that absurd. And I thought he like maybe took it out of the disc man and pointed the laser. No, 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 no. He opened the disc man. The entire screen went weirdly dark and everything was just not contrasty whatsoever for this effect shot of a very bright laser pointer coming out of a disc man, which guess what? It's not how they fucking work. No, it's not how that works. No. And he blinds the, uh, this guard to his death blinds him so much. He falls off the balcony. And does a weird kind of herky jerky. Y'all can't see it. Podcasting's not a visual medium, but he's like, ah, ah, but he's, <laughs> but he's like, it's green screen. It's like they told him to lay down on a green like screen doing, and just flail his and arms do air and squats. legs. Up. Yes, air squats. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And then they just reduced it into the frame until he s- kind of splashed into the water. Like there wasn't actually a splash. They just cut away from it, and and now he's gone. Oh man, it's. I mean, you know what? It gave me, this is again, it's going to be too old a reference for you, but there's a Supergirl movie that was made in the 80s with, I think, Faye Dunaway as the villainess. And there's like a, a big diamond and some magic. Anyway, yeah. the VFX are very similar. And it, that movie predates this one by 10 years. Ugh. Yeah. So they didn't try too hard is, is again, my, the point that I, that I keep making. Um, everybody's saved, right? Arthur knights him and again we get another weird line from Arthur where he's like let everyone who is here to witness this or whatever and it's literally just the three of them it's literally just Arthur Katie and Calvin and maybe a horse or two let everybody know but nobody's gonna know that you're one of my knights what is happening 
it's just weird. Also, there was something like to note, like while, while they were riding horses and like having like this conversation or whatever, um, riding back to the castle, the camera was just off tilt. It was, it's like the cameraman was riding on a horse next to them a little bit forward and hanging the camera down off the horse, but pointing it up at them. Yeah. And, but it was tilted like to the side, like it, it had like, like there was a, another angle off of, yeah, it was just weird. Like the, the, the horizon was off kilter and it was just, it was like, wh- wh- why, what, why is this so terrible? Like who, <laughs> who, who thought that while they were shooting this, making art, that this was maybe that's what they thought they were doing was making maybe, art maybe, and not maybe. a commercial property for Disney to cash in some summer money on. Yeah, kids are not let me stupid. Tell you, My God, shall we move on? We shall. To take Belasco down for good, Arthur moves forward with the jousting tournament for Sarah's hand. Kane and Belasco are the final contestants, and Belasco uses a magnifying crystal to shine sunlight in Kane's eyes, allowing him to disable him. Though Kane never dismounts from his horse, he returns and faces him in another joust. Belasco knocks Kane's helmet off, but the now headless Kane still is ultimately victorious before revealing himself to be Calvin in the knight's large armor. Belasco attempts to kill Calvin, but is defeated by the Black Knight, who is revealed to be Sarah. Arthur awards her the right to choose her own marriage, and she proudly chooses Kane. Belasco is banished from Camelot forever, and Calvin has Merlin send him his way home. He sadly bids the king and Katie farewell and is returned to the 20th century just before the moment when he struck out. This time he is ready and hits a home run. He is greeted by his teammates, including a girl who looks like Katie and is looked on by a spectator who looks like Arthur, who is whittling a piece of wood with a pocket knife. The same knife Calvin gave to King Arthur. Okay, this tournament starts with Arthur talking to a group of people who are all easily half his age about how they treated him when he pulled the sword from the anvil and stone as a boy. None of these people were alive, Arthur. You're apologizing to people who have only known your tyranny. It's just stupid. And also, why the fuck didn't they just murder Belasco? Like, why didn't he just be like, hey, uh, I I know that there's a there's a line that he says that's like, you know, well, his Belasco and his and he's got like a bug in the soldiers, too, or whatever. But like at a certain point, you murder that guy. They're not going to follow him anymore. Right. Like they know that's politics. Yeah. That's just the way that it works. <laughs> so my, uh, my big problem with this whole scene is this part was filmed in Europe where the history comes from. Yeah. To steal a Nettie Izzard joke. Why <laughs> does this jousting tournament look like it's being held at the Texas Renaissance Festival? Everyone is in super bright fucking cotton. Like it's just screen printed. Like there is yeah. like, I don't understand how like th- even like, game of thrones managed to differentiate between jousters and keep it looking quote authentic you know everybody's yeah, muddy but everybody's distinct sure. whatever there was great everybody grit. was pristine this looked like wait fucking the evening show at medieval times absolutely this also took forever too fucking <laughs> long to do this montage this was a fucking real time jousting real and I was time just like, jousting because i had paused it at one point and i was like what this can't be going and there was 30 minutes left it's and I was like, only what is fun happening? to watch if you are actively drinking at either the renaissance festival or medieval times thou hast won the tournament tonight sarah's hand is thine sarah but i hardly know her Baylor, I hardly know her. Damn it, Michael. Pay attention, man. Oh, I miss medieval times. That was so much fun. I miss the right word. Uh, I was <laughs> I mean, it was just a fun experience. It, I don't know. It was always a bit of camp. It um, was a bit I don't of know camp. if she listens, but shout out to Katie, who on her first visit to Medieval Times didn't realize that she had to eat with her hands <laughs> and proceeded to use coffee stirs as chopsticks. <laughs> On her chicken. It was ridiculous. Much love, Katie, if you're listening. And suddenly Kane's just fine and entering on cue. If he was in chainmail in a tabard, then there's nothing for Calvin to climb inside. You know what I mean? Like it's all just a big metal robe because he's not really wearing a suit of armor at all. No, not at all. And then we get this sort of Rita Repulsa Power Rangers crystal thing, which is what, you know, distracts. <laughs> Come to me, Kyber the Crystal. Yeah, and again, to to refer back then to um Supergirl and the Magic Rock or whatever. Like Absolutely. all of this. It's just I feel like they're racing to the finish line. And even then, 
even when Calvin defeats Belasco, we still have to end this movie one more time because we don't know who the Black Knight is. And yes, surprise, it's Sarah. And that's great. I wish that that were more of an angle to this film. Yeah, because honestly, I didn't see Sarah being the Black Knight. That was kind of a surprise to me. We didn't get enough of Sarah being sort of rebellious and independent. Absolutely not. Just her understandably not wanting to marry this creepy old fucker. Yeah, they could have done so much more. They could have cut out 90% of those scenes with her and Belasco because you get it right off the bat. Right. And if the rest of it is her going off and doing things for like her you know, trying to maneuver her father's opinion, her right. trying to that would have been public, like if there was a balancing act. Yeah, it would have been much more redeeming. <sighs> like I uh, well, what the fuck does it mean that Arthur and Katie are there at the end? Yeah. And where did the baseball go? Did Merlin help them time travel too? And if so, what happened to Camelot? Yeah. So this is what is happening. I, I do have, I do have a written uh, on how time travel works in this. If this is a uh, end game scenario or if we're talking about a back to the future, uh, time well, it's travel. closed loop or open loop is what you're talking. Right. About. So theoretically it's closed loop, right? Because closed loop is back to the future. So. No, no, no. It is open loop because they are taking out of the timeline, which they then were... makes that their future. Right. Yes. So I think that's, I, it still doesn't, what are we, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And again, it doesn't fucking matter. This movie was awful <laughs> and it, it made me feel bad. And I, I, I don't like that, you know, like nobody likes to feel bad. Nobody likes to feel bad. You know, nobody, you're right. You're absolutely right. Well, all right. Uh, good news. People, not very many people feel, agreed with you. Not very many people felt bad because yeah. not very many people would see it. The budget was 15 million and it only made 13.4. <laughs> uh, critics scores and blurbs on Rotten Tomatoes is a whopping 5%. Yeah. Alice Chicona of the Austin Chronicle said, even with nickels, decent production values, a pair of plucky princesses and a few pleasant surprises tucked in here and there. A kid in King Arthur's court is a pretty prosaic picture. Yeah. I guess she means prosaic as boring there. I guess so. It, I, I would, I feel like prosaic is even too high minded for what this movie came off as. Yeah. And then we've got uh Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle. So there's nothing particularly wrong with a kid in King Arthur's court and nothing right with it either. I think which, there's plenty wrong. Mick, yeah. No, there's, I, there's what movie. Were you watching? Yeah. I, th- I didn't see anything right. Viewers. Considerably better, 27%. I could see some people remembering this fondly from their childhood. Absolutely. It just means they haven't watched it since. Rachel F., uh, five stars. This proves my point. Right. I don't really remember a lot of this movie, but it was good. Honey. (laughs) Honey. Now, you may have been a child when you posted this in 2012, but honey. Yeah. Uh, You think that's Rachel, our friend Rachel? Because that's how she spells her first name. Oh, that absolutely is her. (laughs) jimmy l in 2008 gave it one and a half stars even when i watched this in my early teens i thought this movie was quite corny and not worth watching again there you go thank you jimmy jimmy Jimmy, were you in sixth grade with me because (laughs) i think maybe we watched it during the same literature unit (laughs) nothing notable on awards it's got some fun trivia though i fun in quotes uh kate winslet was reportedly told to lose weight for her role and became (sighs) sick of and became sick as a result and I'm pretty sure that was like a career thing. That's been a career thing for Kate Winslet. And fuck a bunch of that. Fuck that. Fuck. It's so gross. Ah. Yeah. Preceding the movie, uh, they had the Mickey Mouse short film Runaway Brain, which we've talked about before. Yeah. And it um it was tacked on at the beginning of this and then also a goofy movie. Yeah. And in front of Australian uh, theatrical showings of Toy Story 2, funny enough. But yeah, that was kind of that wild, like kind of scary, uh, creepy, Mickey, creepy Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Short, yeah, nominated for an Oscar though, mm-hmm. and it was one of the last ones until they did the um get a horse in 2013. Oh, that's right, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, older yeah. style. Um, and then I also realized there's a sequel to this. Oh movie. no, how it didn't make any money. A kid in Aladdin's palace, Uh-oh. released in '98, direct to video with uh Nicholas reprising his role as Calvin Fuller. Why? How, what sort of mental gymnastics did they have to go through to have him do that again? Honestly, they probably had a multi picture uh, contract with him and they just said, let's poor, go ahead and put this on the Disney channel. Poor kid. Hey, look, he's still doing fine. He went on to make American pie. Oh, absolutely. No, he's, he's totally fine. fine. Yeah. It's he's just, still making money. It's sad, that, it's sad that he had to do this to get there. Eh. Eh. <laughs> what did you think? Girl, I left it out all on the table. I, know. I ain't got anything else to say about this. This was a, 
I won't say it's a waste of my time because I enjoy doing this with you and people enjoy listening to us do it. Yeah. But my God. But please don't waste your time. Don't. If no. you're not going Mm-mm. to then immediately record your thoughts about it. Or at the very least, like awful. be productive while it's on. Do yeah. laundry. Do dishes. Something. Paint your nails. Yeah, I was. This was this was absolute shit. <laughs> this was shit. You can follow us online at nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Clancy, how can they reach us if they want to suggest something? Um, well, they can send us an email at submissions at nonplusspod.com and, uh, and we will uh, take it into consideration. Well, I mean, we'll at least read it. Yeah. Absolutely. You can also rate, review, subscribe, follow, uh, engage, whatever on your um, preferred podcasting platform. Yeah. Um, help us, as always, game those algorithms. Uh, and if you leave something kind, maybe we'll read it on the show at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so done with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely like this was just such low denominator. nonsense. God, God bless the, the movies. Three stars, honestly, for having viable careers after this. Daniel Craig, Kate Winslet and L- little Nikki. What's his face? Yeah. All of them. Bless your hearts. You are the true champions of this film <laughs> because you got away from it. And you all have wildly successful careers. And I can't wait to see Daniel Craig and Knives Out too. Same. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my very jovial husband, Josh. And we have been nonplussed. My God. Again, it's another one that's perfect for the show. Absolutely not. We were just beside ourselves. And now we get to go drink and hopefully forget that we ever spent time. uh, You know, I'm actually, I'm really (laughs) looking forward to never watching this movie again. Right. Yeah. That's something to look forward to. <laughs> but don't take our word for it. Calvin falls down a shaft. Clancy made a joke about it being what his hole looked like. Ha ha ha. Butts and gays. Gross. Don't look at me that way. You made the joke. I'm the gross one. Just I didn't. I said it into the microphone. I didn't write it down. You said it out loud. <laughs> I That's I why I have the note. Don't pin me into a corner. <laughs> Miss Muffet. Oh, no. Um, Remember, you can get $20 off your first box of booze boosters from Shaker and Spoon with the code NONPLUS. Just go to shakerandspoon.com slash NONPLUS to get your $20 off today. Add some personality to your potions. And some spice to your sauce. Ew.